Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena, and I want to welcome you to the show. I am so excited that you're here. In today's episode in the What's Happening Now segment, we're doing a rundown of what went down in the news as of late, from Black Panther blockbuster sales to the Parkland shooting and news from South Africa. In the self-care segment, I want to chat about tapping into the fullness of you and finding your purpose to live a fulfilled life. Finally, in the Black Excellence segment, I want to shout out a truly phenomenal woman who is making boss moves and helping so many along the way. April Rain. Don't know her? I bet you know her work. No friend host this week, so grab your tea and let's talk. Segment one, what's happening now? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yo, it's been a lot going on lately. So I'm going to try to just hit the highlights. I'm only focusing on the heavy hitters on this episode. So because I'm a full citizen of Wakanda, I'm obviously starting with Black Panther. So I did a special episode in episode 20 on Black Panther and gave just a few of my thoughts on the movie. I have so many and I can tell you right now, I didn't even touch most of what I wanted to talk about. The movie was or is absolutely phenomenal. All of the actors were absolutely mind-blowingly good. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm making it a word. The ladies in the movie showed the strength and intelligence of black women in a way we don't get to see often in films. Strategic warriors in Nakia and Okoye and scientist extraordinaire Shuri and Queen Mother Ramonda. It felt so special to see women in such roles. Nakia in the film had the same ideas about helping other black people around the world, just like Eric Killmonger, but she had the right idea on how best to do it. 
Whereas Killmonger was focused on causing destruction and pain to get what he wanted, he literally used the model of Western civilizations, the model America uses when it goes into a country and colonizes and disrupts by way of military. Nakia understood that there was a better way to do it. She was putting herself in the middle of the action when she was a part of the kidnapped women at the beginning of the film, ready to release them all and dismantle the attackers and kidnappers. We're thinking about the lesson we can take from this as Africans of the diaspora. In order for us to help each other out, we have to think more like Nakia and T'Challa at the end when he buys the buildings in Oakland. Killmonger had the right idea of what needed to happen ultimately, but his his methods were destructive by nature. The CIA agent said it best. He's doing what he was trained to do as a trained U.S. soldier. A lot of great things in Black Panther. Let's talk about the financials, though. After the third weekend, Black Panther is already inching towards the billion dollar market just opened in the Chinese market. And in that market, it already was making, I believe, about $12 million. So it's really raking it in. According to Forbes, Black Panther is officially the biggest non-sequel and non-ensemble superhero flick of all time. And that was before the Chinese market opened. How dope is that? I have already saw it twice and really wanted to see it again. I really, really need to see it again, actually. I am forever proud of Ryan Coogler and his team and all of the actors. I don't want to ever hear again that the majority black cast can't bring people to the box office. It's just a lie from Hollywood that's just been shown for what it is. So please continue to support and make sure you see the movie. While we're at it, A Wrinkle in Time is out now. Make sure you support Ava DuVernier's film based on Madeline Langle's book with a multiracial cast. I've seen it this weekend since it is opening weekend and I cannot wait to report back on it. I've heard good things so far. Honestly, I'm excited to watch a film based on a book that so many children identify with, especially young black girls who unfortunately couldn't see themselves as the lead character Meg. Now that DuVernay has reimagined her as a little biracial girl, now more girls can see themselves in this character. I can't wait to see it and experience it for myself. All right. So in other news, the debate on gun control is hot and heavy in this country right now, following the absolutely horrendous school shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, where 17 people were brutally murdered. The survivors of the mass shooting immediately took the energy and pain of the experience and began to speak out for gun control because they don't want to see mass shootings become something just of the norm in the future. They want to eradicate it because right now it's commonplace in America and America alone. These students have been lobbying Congress, using their tools on social media to spread their message. They are not taking thoughts and prayers any longer from those in elected offices. And I am so here for it. These kids are speaking out and letting it be known that actions speak louder than words. And they want 
action. They've called out Marco Rubio, Florida Governor Rick Scott, and everyone bought by the NRA and most definitely the NRA themselves. These students then took the platform they have been given and have made it intersectional. And my heart is just full. They are now talking about Chicago and its gun violence and what needs to be done for those communities but who are also rocked by gun violence every single day. They're reaching across racial and class lines to push the agenda for what we need, which is more reasonable gun control in order to protect the lives of Americans. I am here for this. I'm so proud of these kids. Of course, since they are fighting something so near and dear to the hearts of a lot of people, they have faced some absolutely horrible attacks from the right wing. They have gotten death threats, been called crisis actors, challenged and called disrespectful and told to sit down. The MSD high school kids are making waves and some people don't like it. Their actions, however, have allowed some good changes to start. Florida just passed a bill to raise the age to purchase assault style uh, weapons to 21. Dick's Sporting Goods has stopped selling guns. Walmart has raised the age to 21 for all gun and ammunition purchases. L.L. Bean and Fingerhut, who who knew they even sold guns, right? Also came out with changes to how they will sell firearms in the future. Many companies... They have provided discounts to NRA members pulled out of those partnerships, Delta, United, Enterprise, Alamo, etc. all pulled their partnerships. I am so glad that the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas students rising up has resulted in such change. And I hope they continue pushing and making the change. They have a march coming up in March <laughs> for gun reform. They're just getting started and we are all here to support their efforts and work. So South Africa has been in the news lately. South Africa's newly elected president, Sarah Ramaphosa, has come into office and he is already making waves. Ramaphosa comes in after the previous president, Jacob Zuma, was forced out for a ridiculous amount of corruption for over a decade. Ramaphosa started his tenure standing in front of South Africa's parliament and declaring to heal divisions and pains of the past, reaching back to the start of European colonialism in the 1600s. His focus, give back to the people what is absolutely theirs and was taken away by colonizers. Shout out to Shuri from Black Panther. President Ramaphosa stated that he wants, quote, the return of the land to the people from whom it was taken to heal the divisions of the past, end quote. Ramaphosa went on to say, quote, the expropriation of land without compensation is envisaged as one of the measures that we will use to accelerate redistribution of land to black South Africans. End quote. His plan simply is to take land from white farmers without compensation and turn it back over to black farmers. Kind of sounds like that 40 acres and a mule that we were promised here in America, but that's a whole nother story. Obviously, white people are not happy about it and have the nerve to petition Western nations like the U.S. and the EU to get involved or save them by allowing them into our countries. I'm going to leave that right there with this little petty grievances. This move by the South African president, though, stunning stance on a continent that has been ravaged and raped by European colonization. African nations have watched as those who are not indigenous have come in 
robbed them of their resources of their land, taken and enslaved their people, and then amassed great wealth while pushing them into an impoverished state dependent on foreign aid. African nations were thriving before Europeans came in and stole what was theirs. They were already trading with other nations on the continent and neighboring lands from the Middle East to Asia and so forth. They had great wealth, beautiful empires, thriving marketplaces. They were doing quite well. They trusted those they did business with, including Europeans. That trust was obviously taken for granted. Now they see themselves with a disrupted economy, poverty, pushed backward in some nations. Some African nations are doing well and have cities that rival the West, such as Accra and Lagos, but others are undergoing extreme humanitarian crises. I'll say this. Those nations need short-term aid to help them get through what they're experiencing, but they need long-term strategies and help from everyone else to come out of those crises that they are experiencing. They need help in redeveloping their economies, education systems, and infrastructure. Aid can be given while also giving them what they want most, the tools to improve their nations and their lives. That's what they want. I dare say they can use those of us in the African diaspora to help them do that. I'd go even further and say our communities in the African diaspora could use that same help. This could be a global strategy to uplift black communities and the world at large. Anyway, back to South Africa's land redistribution efforts. Zimbabwe had an opportunity to do the same, right? Redistribute land from white formers to black formers, and they faced an economic issue afterwards. Many naysayers of South Africa's projected move have been using Zimbabwe's field efforts as fuel for why it shouldn't be done. I'll note those naysayers are mostly white. What they fail to realize is that Zimbabwe was heavily sanctioned, which is actually what tanked their economy, not the land redistribution in and of itself. If South Africa goes through this, this would be there would be some things that um, this proposal must go through in Parliament to become an actual actionable plan. But this could be something we see in more African nations to follow. I'm sure we'll all be watching this as other indigenous people of other lands as well as other indigenous people of other lands. I'll say this, we can be a better world when we begin to see all people as humans and give them rights to what is actually theirs and an opportunity to grow and thrive. Constant oppression has caused great harm to humanity. Love is what heals. Love in action can heal many nations by recognizing the pains of those affected and disenfranchised and taking action to the right to right the wrongs and helping build better, stronger nations, we can see a transformation of the world that we so desperately need. Along those same lines of that land redistribution, just a quick note. Yesterday, the United Nations came out and said that the United States owes Black Americans reparations for racial terrorism. And amen, amen, and amen. Like, there is so much truth in that, right? Because we are, we have been through a lot as um, black people here in the U.S. We have seen a ridiculous amount of pain and horrors inflicted upon our people from chattel slavery, 
um, colonization, uh, racial subordination and segregation through Jim Crow, racial terrorism, lynchings and race mobs and and racial massacres that have happened throughout the decades, racial inequality that we still live through today and terrorism through the police force in this, well, the state um, that we see now. We have been traumatized by the horrors that have been inflicted upon us by this nation. And we've done so much for this nation. And we continue to push the U.S. to be what she claims to be, to be a truly great nation who cares about people and equality. And as we continue to fight that, we are continually seeing ourselves beaten down and battered. Yes, we make two steps forward, but we always get pushed back at least one step. And we keep seeing this happen over and over again. So I thought it was really cool that the UN has recognized this as something that the U.S. has uh, perpetrated against us. Um, in its report, just to give a quick quote of what it says, and it talks really about extrajudicial murders that were a part of the um, a product of white supremacy, an era of white supremacy. Lynching, it says, was a form of racial terrorism that has contributed to a legacy of racial inequality that the United States must address. Thousands of people of African descent were killed in violent public acts of racial control and dominated domination, and the perpetrators were never held accountable. Powerful stuff. We know this country doesn't want to right its wrong when it comes to the pains it has inflicted on its African-American citizenry. They have no desire whatsoever to give reparations to anyone here for what we have been through. Germany did it for the Jewish people, for the Holocaust. No one has, has ever felt our humanity deserves to be uplifted in that same way I'll leave that right there segment two self-care self-care self-actualization self-determination becoming and stepping fully into self for you i have been reflecting a lot lately about being completely true to ourselves and harnessing what is authentic and fully you to step into what you were called to do so many of us have shoved ourselves in boxes to fit the ideals that others have placed on us stifling our truest selves We have allowed what others have spoken over us to become our truth. When in all actuality, it may not be. What is core to us is being pushed to the side so that what others have made us believe is core can stand in its place. It's a falsehood that has caused us to feel unfulfilled, lost, purposeless, and maneuvering through life like zombies. I want that to end for you now. Being beautifully complicated means being fully you, which includes stepping into your purpose and walking in destiny. In order to do that, you have to identify who you are fully. 
I have talked recently, honestly, to way too many people who are unhappy with where they are in their own lives and having a feeling of misery or feeling that they are not leaving an impact. Impact in any capacity is what we all seek to have in this world and literally what we were created to do, whether it is impacting a single life or a group of lives, impacting a business or a nation. Impact is what we were here, put here to do. It's through our purpose and destiny that we leave our impact. You may be in a job that leaves you unfulfilled and keeps you crazy busy, right? You may have a social life that you exist in, but not have a passion for because it's not core to you. It's time to change this and get locked into what you, who you are and what your purpose is. Get involved in doing what's core to you and moving toward being more fulfilled. So I want to let's hit on a few things you can do to tap into the fullness of you and living more in a fulfilled state that is true to your purpose. I'm going to pose this as four questions we need to ask ourselves and actions we can take to identify the answers to those questions. Then leave it with a big ask of you to get this done and commit yourself to stepping into the fullness of you. Question one. Who are you? This is such a loaded question. Who are you? First thing you have to do is some true, deep digging within yourself to find the answer to this question. You may have to steal some time away from people and create some built-in me time to reckon with this one. It's difficult to find out who you are when you are inundated by the thoughts and ideas from others of who you are and their undue influences. This is why it's so important to get by yourself to begin to do the work to find out the answer. Take the time to reflect, reflect on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Do a little writing to help you jot down some thoughts and memories. Think back to your childhood and what you loved then, who you were before the world changed you. Write, just write. Allow your mind to wonder as you outline and draw a mental image of the true person, the true you. This may take some time, but you know what? It's an important thing to do. Once you know who you are, it is easier to set boundaries and ensure others can't impede your space by defining you. I'm reminded of a quote by the poet Audre Lorde. And she says, quote, if I didn't define myself for myself, I would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive. What a word on the importance of defining you. Question two, why am I? From one tough question to another, I know, I know. Once you know who you truly are, it's time to use that to find why you are. What's your purpose? Your purpose is linked to the truthfulness and fullness of who you are. You were created specifically and perfectly to carry out the purpose assigned to you. We all have universal purpose to be a beacon of light and to spread love, but tapping into the deeper purpose that is unique to you requires knowing who you are first, then leveraging that knowledge to find what you're drawn to. 
there are some things that are just innate to us, some things that just resonate so much in our spirit that we can't shake it. When we are truly ourselves, we begin to notice this thing more and more. That may be very well um, be attached to your purpose. Have you always had a soft spot for helping those in poverty and doing more for those in need? then you may have a purpose connected to doing work on in that area. Do you feel drawn to working with children and helping develop them? Perhaps you, uh, you're you someone who has an entrepreneurial spirit, but also a desire to help people in nations extreme experiencing extreme humanitarian crises. These things you are drawn to or attached to why you are. Take that same journal and jot down what's in your heart. Where do you feel drawn to? It may be technological innovations, cleaning, film, or feeding the hungry. The list can help you find what you may be, what may be attached to your purpose. Why is this important? What you're drawn to mostly is probably linked to your purpose. And once you find a way to do something related to that, you will find yourself feeling more fulfilled. Okay, plenty of writing happening so far for my first two questions. So here's the next one. Question three, am I doing anything right now related to why I am that speaks to who I am? Whoa, so this is a bit of a self-analysis. Think about it deeply. It may not be surface level. You may have to look deeper at what you're currently doing in your life to see if it aligns with the who and why of you. Your impact may be there even though you don't notice it. Perhaps your purpose is linked to helping people find themselves and you realize, hey, I'm the one who people are always comfortable talking to and I often find myself helping them reach an aha moment without even realizing what's happening. I'm just having a regular conversation with them, but yes, it's resulting in what may be linked to my purpose. You may be experiencing that and not even know it. That's why, again, you have to take the time to analyze what you already are doing and if it's linked. You can take that and grow on it. Slowly increase what you're doing. Allow it to infect other areas of your life. Be more deliberate in your actions. Perhaps launch a mentoring platform for yourself. Take on a few people to help out. Develop a little curriculum. Do it all on the side. It may not be your gig because everyone isn't meant to be an entrepreneur, nor do they want to, but it doesn't have it doesn't hurt to create an initiative where you can do this at your leisure and get some fulfillment while you're at it. Question 4. What does it look like for me to begin to actualize my full self in life and in my purpose? I love this one. Why? Because it's time to do next level work and own your life. Taking from the last little bit of what was in question three and expanding on what you're already doing that looks like your purpose. This one required you to begin to brainstorm how to begin to actualize your purpose. Sometimes it isn't as straightforward as you would think. You may have in you a strong desire to help a particular underserved community reach their fullest potential. But you don't want to be a teacher or anything like that. But you love film and the arts. So you can look at what it means to do something along those lines to help, you know, maybe kids. Perhaps directing and creating quick video vignettes or topics that are related for them, re- uh, re- relatable for them, and sharing them on social media, offering tools for their own advancement or inspiration or whatever. You'd be surprised at how your gifts, passions, and purpose 
all marry up together into ways for you to share it with the world and become more fulfilled. I want to give you a bit of an example. I love beauty and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, I have such a passion for helping underserved communities across the world. Well, I had a marketing agency and power strategy where I focus on helping small business owners and solopreneurs develop the beauty of their business via brand building and creating an effective voice and message to reach their consumers. Basically, it's the aesthetic or beauty of business that draws in consumers. Now, I'm working on building a beauty brand that uses naturally sourced ingredients. Now, with this, I'm not only focused on helping people, a person, accentuate their natural beauty, but I want to help them put their best face forward in every area of their life by looking at beauty holistically and also working with local communities and African nations where the ingredients are sourced to help build their own economies via their sourcing efforts and build stronger communities. I have so much that I'm linking to that, but it all feeds back to my love of beauty, my love of entrepreneurship, and my love of helping people. The aesthetics of beauty, beauty of life, beauty of humanity, beauty of continued growth, beauty of love. You see, tapping into your purpose and passion means looking deeper than in identifying what ways you can actualize your purpose via your talent and what you have in you. Those are the four questions you have to ask and dive deeper into to find the true answers. Be fully you and tap into your purpose and passion. You'll find your talents align with them perfectly because you will have what you need inside of you to get you started. I will say you can't be afraid, though, to be stretched and pushed out of your comfort zone outside of your comfort zone is where you will grow the most and find the most fulfillment because you're going deeper into your purpose and taking it to the levels it was meant to go. I say to you, beautiful people, carve out some time to find out who you are, why you are, what you are doing, and how it relates to the true you and what more you can do to live out your purpose. I want you to be fulfilled. Whatever it is for you, You may do it once a month or may become your full-time gig. Find you, find it, live it, and express it with pure love. Segment three, Black Excellence. It is Women's History Month. Hey, stepping from Black History Month to Women's History Month is so lovely as a Black woman. (laughs) All right. So obviously, we always highlight Black women in our Black Excellence segment. So there's nothing different about this month. So who are we spotlighting in this episode? None other than the amazingly wonderful April Rain, a.k.a. Rain of April on Twitter, April stepped into the spotlight when she created and amplified the hashtag Oscars So White hashtag during last year's Oscars to point out the lack of diversity in the nominations. Since then, she has been doing great work, although she is already doing great work before then. April is now the Senior Director of Marketing for Fractured Atlas, 
has launched a new platform called Aquarelle that links studios, media outlets, and the like with diverse talent from people of color to LGBTQI and so on. Full stop, this is the perfect way to make diversity on and off screen the norm. She also has a very cool hashtag, Rainy Day Jobs, to amplify job opportunities out across social media so more people have the opportunity to apply and get into their desired fields. She's phenomenal. I follow her on Twitter and am so inspired by her work and her attention to making sure everyone is represented across the board. She has a voice and she is using it. So on this episode, my Black Excellence honoree is April Rain. Well, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. It's been a good show with plenty of topics covered. From Black Panther's takedown of the box office, demolishing the myth of Black leads in Hollywood not bringing people to the box office, to the students fighting for comprehensive gun reform, helping you tap into you and live out your purpose in self-care and highlighting a woman doing just that, April Rain for Black Excellence. It has been a loaded episode. I hope you take those questions from the self-care segment into consideration and make the time to find you and step into your purpose. I'll be glad to help and be along for the beautiful ride that is your unique journey. If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link will be in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena, your host on Instagram and Twitter at SheenaD1. Like the show, subscribe and share with friends and family. Continue the conversation from the show. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember the best life is beautifully complicated. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.